about one o'clock, I think they're doing the Mommy and Me cookie play date. You'll bring your favorite cookie and a drink to share in the sign-up sheets in the foyer. This coming Sunday is Christmas Sunday, um, so we're going to have a little Christmas program, and it's going to be great. You'll want to be there the 17th that night is going to be Youth Sunday, and then the 24th, it looks like there will be a morning service only, and then the 31st, the mission pledge will be due. Why don't you go ahead and stand up? Aren't you thankful that the blood still has its power? The same blood that shed on Calvary still has the power. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you just go ahead and enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Oh, God, we thank you for the ability to worship you. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you for the blood that made the difference, that offered us a life we didn't deserve, God, but we're grateful for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Well,
couple of uh, prayer requests. Nelda Doss, Kenneth Wise, Charles Fleming, Brother Fleming, his granddaughter, Donna Nelson, Linda Van Diver, Sue Nichols, Deborah Gifford, Bobby Markham, Sharon Gifford, Tayton, Johnny Fair, Cindy Nunez, Brittany Wise, and Joey Renfro. And of course, if you have any special need or you want to step in for one of these, you're more than welcome to come to the front and uh, ministers will pray with you. Thank you, God, for that blood, that power that's in your name. I thank you, God, that you chose us to have relationship with us, us that you knew would mess up and would be so imperfect, but you want relationship with us and to offer us a better life. God, I pray for each of these needs. You are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. I pray for those grieving during this holiday season. I pray that you would be close to them. Be their peace, God. Help us to be the church body and love on those that need love and be the healing hands of you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 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 There's just something about that name. Master. 
the worst funk of a mood and you say the name of Jesus and you kind of start snapping out of it. Thank you, Jesus. At this time, we're going to take up our uh, Wednesday night offering. Thank you, Jesus, for the ability to give to you in whatever capacity that might be, God. I pray that you would bless those that are here today. Bless those that are listening online, God. Bless those that are looking for a church, God, looking for your face somewhere. I pray that you would touch them, God, and bless us in your name. In Jesus' name, amen.
according to the Bible, gird up the loins of your mind, he uses the term. That is something that needs to be addressed in the setting that lining up our minds according to the need of the hour. I am watching religion in a wide range. And once they get a few dollars spiritual assets, I'm using that just as a transition to get things we want. But there are spiritual assets that are, the Bible calls it, the true riches. This can't buy you a place in the church. Now, not tithing can disqualify you for not getting all from the kingdom prestige. So tonight, I'm going to try to slow down and at the same time give us the speed that is necessary and that we take strong advantage of this season called the Christmas season. The whole idea was that Christ came to produce God in a real form that man could not perceive without a physical image. And so God became flesh and dwelt among us. And I would hate to think that we would take advantage of that Christmas season and explode flesh without exploding God. And, and you know, you understand the explosion of a picture. They explode it, make it bigger than it was. And so tonight, it is truly your pastor's desire, and as far as I'm concerned, it's God's concern and responsibility to make sure that you that put your 10% in along with your offerings that we glorify him in every way possible. The money can't buy what the spirit can afford. There is no limitations to the kingdom of God. Exceeding riches, exceeding power, exceeding knowledge. It is excessive in the Bible. Greater things than these shall you do. Because I'm leaving, but I'm leaving my spirit with you. I identified what this spirit can accomplish while in a human body. Thus, God became sin who knew no sin 
that we, through that beautiful picture, become the power source, or the Bible calls it living water and a light unto this world. So tonight, uh, did, did any of that come up there at all? Go ahead and put that up, and, and uh, I'm just going to identify a little bit of things on the board so that you can sense the depth to which we are addressing. I will say it again later, but I want to say it now because I want you to sort of catch on to what really is happening. It's going to be harder for you to go to hell than it is to go to heaven. I know that sounds weird because I know how weird it felt when God spoke it to me recently and started telling me emphatically it is easier for us to go to heaven than it is to go to hell. We'll address some of that in a few minutes. Let's look. As we celebrate the Christmas season, and it is truly the joy of the redeemed of the Lord. Now, redemption is taking us from this locale and putting us in a new neighborhood. That's why he says, come out and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing. I'm watching people try to straddle, cup up all the earth, and then try to expect cup up all kingdom privileges. No, he said, you got to come out of this world to get in this world. He said, no man can have two masters. And if your foot is in the world or your mind is in the world and your mind tries to go to church, church will become a downer because there's a lot of people out there living in the world that look like they've really got it going. They do look like they've got it going. But I can tell you, that the mansions, the greatest mansions of this world have barriers on marriage, child-parent relationships, joy unspeakable full of glory, power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the earth. You can't do that with a big house and a glorious car and a beautiful setting for everything. I can tell you I have witnessed Many suicides because you can't buy life and that more abundant. You can enjoy life being a pauper. Lazarus could tell you the story as well as anybody. The rich man could tell you the other side. We've talked about that. God never has hid anything. And so the whole kingdom action is all about celebrating coming out of the world. Love not the world, neither the things in the world. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy them. 
You just don't live for it. You live for him. You live in the word. And you reach into the world and build you a house, but you make it the temple of God Almighty. That house is clean. It's holy. It is off, offset by what goes on. The fruit of the Spirit lives in that house. And the church is a light unto the world. And it's hard for people that live in darkness not to see that light. It doesn't have to be a local, full local church. One person can be a light in a whole city. There's a lot of people that have already produced enough in the world. That's why it says in the world, uh, I mean, uh, the children of this generation are wiser in their day than the children of light because how many quarterbacks do you really enjoy? How many do you really think is going to go to the final victory not long from now? Have you already got it sort of pegged who's going to win? Have you got it pegged who's going to win the crown of life? Are the practice sessions in vain for the football, baseball, all the other pickleball now. Who gets the crown? Not everybody. They that run the race run all, but one receives the crown. That's out of the book. That one is those people that have learned to live in the oneness of God. One Lord. One faith, one baptism. That's what it, it's all about. It's not about what you like. It's about what he likes. And then we enjoy him because he makes us like him and affords to us all the privileges he had. But he was wounded. He was extricated. So Christ, born of a virgin, sourced by the Spirit, the Father of all life. Then Christ came as the Son of God by Mary. And the church, the bride, the body of Christ, became the people of God. I wish you would say it if you're filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name and trying to live a life of godliness and righteousness and peace. We are living epistles. Known and read of all men. I don't want them to read another thing in my life if it can't identify with the Messiah. Because we are known and read of all men. I know that we've been preaching it at least for 50 years that Jesus is coming soon. 
But how soon is soon when you measure it against eternity? I wish somebody would say forever. And ever. And ever. That's the way the book says it. Forever and ever and ever. And there shall be no end. So, let's look at this other one, then we'll move on into life never will be any greater than now until glorified. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is as much glory as he has shared with this world. When you get the Holy Ghost, you don't join a local assembly. You become the body of Jesus Christ. When you are baptized in the name of Jesus, you become a part of the body of Jesus Christ. The church is just his body. The Bible said he is the head and we are the body of people. Thus, love your neighbor as yourself. And man, you don't know what it meant to me for you to walk all the way over there and let me know you was glad we was here together. And boy, that was a neat feeling. I'm sort of weird. I don't stay behind that desk. Y'all are part of my life. I enjoyed y'all coming to the ladies' ministry the other night. Well, it thrilled me to see y'all to come down those steps and then go back up those steps. And then here I see you tonight. Man, don't you ever let this devil steal that smile. It looks good on your face, and I guarantee you those sitting on both sides of you enjoy it. But there'll be a lot of things try to steal that joy, Sister Tammy. They'll try to steal it at a time when you need it the most. The devil don't worry about it when you're not worried or when you're not concerned. I don't like the word worry because I don't believe we are worrying people, but they, we somehow get off in those veins sometimes. But I, I want to tell you, when you're at your peak, and Jesus was at his peak when they tried to get rid of him, and they thought they knew how. And so they put him in a grave because they'd never seen the like of truth and spirit in one body. God Almighty was in that one body, but they couldn't see him. But he knew how he got here. He knew how he lived, and he, he knew how he was getting out of here. And he said, you go ahead and crucify me because I am the resurrection, and I am the life, and there's none other beside me. There's not another door. There's not another source of wisdom. There's not another source of glory. There's not another way out of this world and plan to live in heaven. I want to follow him every day of my life. I want to teach us everything we can know about him. I want us to understand without a question, it's going to be harder to go to hell than it is to go to heaven. See, that's a backward way of saying it. We've tried to scare everybody in the world into the altar by telling them. I'm going to tell you tonight, 
it is harder to go to hell than it is to heaven. I'll tell you why. Darkness shall cover the face of the earth in the final days. But right now, God's got the light on. There's somebody somewhere that's affording a little bit of light. I am believing that the United Pentecostal Church of Paris is going to turn the wick up and afford the glory of the power and the victory of the light of the world in our mouth, in our ears, in our actions, and in our way of handling life. I am convinced that a desire is rising now that is going to capitulate the flesh ruling, and we are going to have more dancing and joy and victories because he said in the last days I'm going to pour it out. I am going to fill the universe with my love, with my glory, with my power, with my wisdom. I am preaching and teaching at the same time tonight that it's going to be hard to go to hell because you're going to have to fight me. I'm going to keep preaching Jesus. It's going to be hard to get past me because I'm going to preach to you individually and corporately and to our whole city. I am believing God for a revival that is going to penetrate every school system and penetrate every monetary system. I am believing that the light is going to get brighter, not weaker. One of the reasons is Darkness is going to cover the face of the earth and a little bit of light always goes further in the darker nights. You can see a candle across a pasture if it's a dark enough night. Right now we got some stars and right now we got a, a lot of good moonlight some going on and right now we got a lot of street lights and right now we got a lot of religion that has a little bit of light and, 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 and so there are a lot of decoys out there that's got a little bit of a light on and people think because it's a little light and they've been living in a whole lot of darkness that that's all the light there is but I'm going to tell you that the light hasn't gotten as bright as it's going to get. The fullness of of his glory, it, the fullness of his glory, the fullness of his light is about to shatter, overshadow all the dark corners and the hidden agendas and the hidden gossip and the hidden everything else. I'm here to tell you it's about to come to light and I don't want to be sitting in the darkness when the lights get on bright. I wouldn't want to be a gossiper in this generation for anything. I'm here to tell you that gossip is a sin. We preach against smoking and drinking, but the book says a gossip is not right. He said if you know something evil about somebody or dark about somebody, go to them in the spirit of meekness and fear. Don't go tell everybody else, oh, my God, I think so-and-so is getting real what? No, you go to them 
as a member of the body. And God woke me up about three weeks on this one and, and, and started talking to me about this, about the member of the body. When you have a physical handicap with this arm, what happens? The other arm goes over there and moves it when it can't move itself. That's why if she messes with your mind, you reach over there and hold her hand. And all of a sudden, y'all's minds will start working together. You say, well, holding hands don't do it. No, but that mind made you do that. You see what I'm saying? And so as brothers and sisters in Christ, we don't go tell somebody they're sliding or backsliding or getting cold in the spirit. We go to them in the spirit of meekness and love and we put our arm around them and we don't tell them, I think you're backsliding. That's not the way to do it. You say, you know what? I like it when you're at church. You edify the body when you're at the house of God. I like the way you worship because it makes me want to be a better worshiper. You see what I'm talking about? Am I making sense yet? Because ladies and gentlemen, I'm seeing the sunset. I am seeing prophecy that is coming to pass, not all in the negative. I'm seeing so much fullness of prophecy that's rising up in this generation as light, as candles in a dark world. And some of you that are sitting here tonight, you have no clue how much lumens you're illuminating in our city. And I want to applaud you. If you know of anybody in this uh, building right now that you appreciate because you know they're holding fast to the faith and they love the name of Jesus, would you clap your hands to the Messiah for helping keep that going? I am here to tell you we got a crowd of people here tonight. They love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm looking around tonight and I see people that's ready to dance in the presence of God because he loves to see us dance. It's not about being a juking and jiving in the church house. We are pleasing the master. He said praise his name in a dance. Praise his name with a shout. We're not doing it because we belong to a religion. We belong to a bloodline and we belong to a level of authority and we belong to a level of healing and we belong to a level of victory. We are not caught up in the world. We are of the world a light unto them. Oh, I, I wish somebody would praise him like he deserves to pray, be praised. <clears throat> I'm having a hard time trying to keep from staying longer. That's what I'm trying to do going to be harder for you to go to hell than it is to go to heaven. Number one, you're going to have get past. You're going to have to get past and around some of the things you already know about Jesus Christ. Some of the things you've already tasted and felt 
in his presence where there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. We use the right hand of God because it's, it's used in the Bible, but the right hand is typically known as the strength, the stronger, more deliberate. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Those pleasures are knowing. They are knowledge. I know in whom I have believed. I know he is able to keep that which I committed unto him. I gave him my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I do go to the head. But at the same time, if I see a brother hurting, are you busted? You got $20 on you? I mean $10 on you? Could that help satisfy a snow cone or an ice cream, hamburger? How about that? Now, what God's going to do for you in the coming years it's going to be greater than green. You're going to grow up to be like me. See that pretty woman over there right now? And that purple? Wave it, baby. Keep looking. I, I was your size one day. And I kept looking. And then she, one day she went home with me. And we got two wonderful girls. And out of those girls, how many grandkids we got? Holy Kazamuski. No wonder we don't have a lot of money. That's the way it happens. You see that old man on the back burrow back yonder? See him in the gray right there? See? Stand up, Brother Rick. How'd you catch that chick? Just kept looking, working, kept the faith. Do you know how many wonderful family members those two people have? Don't you ever give up. Don't you ever give in. You love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You love the neighbor as yourself. Those are the two laws with commandments and promise. Those are the two laws that will produce in your life an old man like me. But you see how much fun I'm having? You believe that? And you see, I, I can give $10 because they gave it to me, and they, that's the way I got it. <laughs> Going to the house of God ought not to be some little slave. I promise you it's going to be harder to go to hell than it is to heaven because God has got angels posted all over our city. And those angels are trying to remind people of a church, of a cross, of a resurrection, of a Christmas. And this Christmas, we are going to find ourselves a firm foundation for reaching out to this world from that position of he is Christ and he is born a savior and he has been doing a good job. And we're not just going to celebrate Christmas presents. We're going to celebrate. Celebrate Christmas presents. 
P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. His presence in our mind. His presence in our hands. His presence in our joy. His presence in our victory. His presence in our stamina. His presence in our perseverance. His presence in our our love for one another. His presence in the forgiveness of all the other people in the world. We are not going to hold a grudge. We're going to hold heaven. We're going to hold the hand of the Messiah. We're going to hold a hand of bloodline. We are going to hold our hand into the authority of the word. We're going to hold on to the things and we're going to celebrate Christmas this year like we've never celebrated Christmas. I've already come too far to turn around now. I'm not going to make a lukewarm out of all the things going on. I am going to have Christmas presents. I'm going to eat good. But in the middle of it all, I'm going to look unto Jesus and say, God, the greatest gift you ever gave me was the Holy Ghost and the Word of God and a new bloodline and the wisdom of heaven and the glory of the resurrection. I can shout and dance in the affirmative because I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he's able to keep everything that I have committed unto him against the day of the Lord. There's no weapon formed that can prosper against the bloodline and I don't want to get out of it. Brother Steve, would you stand up? Brother Stephen, would you stand up? Brother Stephen. He's thinking about Brother Stephen Rhodes. Did you get baptized in Jesus' name Sunday night? Did you enjoy it? Who's your daddy? That old man, oh, what? <laughs> he didn't say old man. Anybody know Brother Mike Iyer? Man, I'm telling you, Brother Hudson had just about closed the rack, and all of a sudden, Brother Stephen and his wife come in, and they want to be baptized in the name of Jesus. There wasn't even very many people left, but the name that's above every name, hallelujah, did some work Sunday night because you've kept this place alive. You've kept the fire burning. You've kept the prayer room hot. You've kept the heavens filled with petitions. Let's clap our hands together with Brother Mike and what he and his good wife are doing, Sister Savannah, and the glory of the Lord and the victory that's going on all ready. This is just a little bit of what's going to be happening. You have little to resist. And, and these are things I just wrote down because as I was riding down the road, I had to, had to actually speak them into my phone as the Lord began to deal with me about this lesson because it's he's not willing that any should perish. First of all, I want you to hear that scripture. I said, he's not willing that any should perish. That's why I'm telling you it's going to be harder to go to hell than it is to heaven. See, we get the idea that it's going to be easy to go to hell just because there's a multitude going. But it's easier to surrender your life to Jesus and let him fulfill the promises than it is for you to try to fulfill your desires. 
He said it. It's in the book. You don't have to study long, study hard. In this flesh dwelleth no good thing. Now, I don't want you to move your head side to side. I don't want anybody but me to know it. Just do, use your eyes. Have you ever lied? No, don't move. Oh, he don't know. Do you know if he's ever? No, don't say I'll just tell you I've lied. But I didn't always tell everybody I'd lied. But God knows it. And God said all liars shall burn in the lake of fire. That's why you want a preacher that'll preach truth so you don't lie. So you know the truth because truth makes you free. Truth makes you free from the law of sin and death. All of us have sinned. All of us have come short. All of us stumble every now and then. But it's wonderful when you stumble and fall to be able to know, I'm looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. He's going to arrest the situation. He's going to cleanse the situation. He's going to heal the situation. And your sins shall be as far from the east as from the west. And you shall not give an account to them one more time because I will put them under the blood. I will put you in clean, in holy, in righteous, in conformity to the kingdom life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about going to a building. It's about hearing the word of God. It's about being chastised when we get out of the will of God. We need him like never before to get us back in line and walk in the fullness of the Godhead every day in every way. How many of you how many ingredients does it take to make a good dressing? Do we have any cooks here? What would you say? Three ingredients? Five? Six? How many has ever cheated and just put one ingredient in there? you know what would happen. They wouldn't eat it again. And when you take one doctrine out of the doctrines, what happens? You begin to weaken the food or the spiritual work that's going on. You don't want to cheat when it comes to love your neighbor as yourself. And love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. You don't want to cheat. And then expect God to do it. His eyes rove to and fro over the face of the whole earth. Looking for a place where people have aligned themselves. Somebody say alignment. I'm telling you the light comes on every day. The sun rises and darkness even when it does its best with clouds can be illuminated when the daytime. Yeah, it's cloudy, 
Yes, there's frustrations. Yes, there's temptations. And a lot of clouds try to fill your life. But you've got enough light inside that you can handle the dark outside, but you can't handle the dark inside. I'm here to tell you, he is the light of the world. That's why if you get cold or you get lukewarm, you want to find yourself an altar and put everything on that altar and say, I will not let the consuming powers of flesh dollar." all of my spiritual nature I need all the light I can and what's happening in Paris, Texas the revival that God has promised the revival is light there shall be light he said in the evening time and right now it's evening and there's a lot of people that are not telling the whole truth and so there's, a, there's still some clouds they're still telling a little bit of light and the light is being turned on. But when the fullness of time has come, that light is going to be so permeating just as was Jesus. that He was the forerunner of the rapture. Please understand. I said he was the forerunner. He is the body that was the only body of Almighty God. In him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We're not talking about a religion. We're talking about a God. We're talking about a future. We're talking about every one of your lives. We're talking about heaven or hell. We're talking about a system that you decide once and for all. I will watch him. I will look unto him. I will live for him. I will not let him get out of my picture. I will not serve the flesh and God Almighty at the same time he said if you start doing that kind of number I'll push you out into the darkness so you will understand how it really feels to be backslid and be out of sort because there's not great joy and there's not great peace when you're halfway in the church and halfway out of the church you can't straddle the fence and go to church one Sunday and then pray one week and one month I'm here to tell you you know I know and the world knows the difference in light and darkness. And he said, I am that light that lighteth up the world. So in our weakest moment, in our most poverty level of sin, he left a light on. That's why I'm telling you that it's going to be hard to go to hell because he will use a half of a picture. A half of a picture. To show you that there is a full picture somewhere. Because we know that if you can see a leg, it belongs to a head somewhere. So if you just get one scripture and begin to work with it that one scripture is going to help you that much and you're not going to be able to do that without that one scripture you won't even achieve that much and that's why people have satisfied themselves and that's why God said woe to them that are at ease in Zion because they think they got one leg of Jesus Christ sort of monitoring it and, and, and that's all they need no 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 he said, let me tell you, you've got to be sold out to me, lock, stock, and barrel. 
You've got to crucify your flesh. You've got to deny your flesh. You've got to do that. But we're looking at people across this world that are treating peasants nice. Well, guess who's doing that? God. God can take a stone and make it run water. But the stone's not going to heaven. Hello? Smite the rock and it water came out of it. Because he obeyed. You can find in the worst of situations some promised power. And God does it for the unredeemed because he wants them to know there is a power that's far greater than any human can create. That's why I'm telling you tonight that we are about to see, not because of all the history and not because of all the prophetic stuff. The reason that you want to make sure is not be looking to worrying about all that junk going on out there in, in the prophetic world. Here's what you and I want to do. God speaks, and you're going to think if you're not careful, you're going to think that I'm trying to lift up RLM. I'm not. I promise you that he knows how to get me out of here better than anybody. Okay? Here's the system. God gave some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some teachers, some evangelists for the what? For the perfecting of the saints. Well, that sounds overboard. But that's the way God's got the operation going. And if your pastor hears from God, your evangelist hears from God, you want to know enough about God that you are not going to because he's got a little bit of a feminine voice. One of the greatest miracle workers in our movement had a little bit of a high-pitched voice. But he could develop faith in the people around him until many miracles, many healings, many victories occurred. So it wasn't about the tenor of the voice. It's not always about the linguistic skills. Somebody that can connect with verbs and adverbs and nouns and pronouns and, and all of the adjectives in a, in a certain way. There are many colorful people out there that don't even know Jesus. But the book says some preach Jesus for money. Some preach Jesus for their own per personal aggrandizement. It's in the book. Those are big things. And it's easy to get carried away with a lot of stuff. So you want to find somebody somewhere that preaches the fullness of the Godhead. But in the meantime, there's enough going on out there that a healing or a miracle, the devil don't do that kind of stuff. God may give the devil the privilege of getting the credit for it, but it is the Lord that healeth.
That's in your book. Ladies and gentlemen, we're looking in a day when deceivers are creating faith in people and the people turn to God and they get a healing because God loves to heal. That's an amazing thing. I've seen more people get healed and get a, a, a miracle that never even got baptized in Jesus' name. But that didn't mean they were saved. It meant God still was doing everything he could to a pitiful, to a pathos, to a situation to prove I'm God in the middle of the desert. I'm, I'm God in the middle of the crisis. I'm God in the middle of everything going on. And I change not. I will come. And I will judge the whole world. And there's only one book that you're going to be judged by. That's why you don't want to pick and choose. You want to choose. Love the Lord thy God. With all what? Would you hold it up there so they can see? Heart, soul, mind. This guy's strength. Just, just, yeah, that green shirt tells the whole story. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the edge right now of one of the greatest revivals. But alignment is the critical issue. Alignment. That's why, and we're going to come to a close pretty quick, obedience is better than sacrifice. Straight out of that book. Obedience to truth. You can't obey five truths and leave five undone and expect the glory to fill your mind. Great peace have they who love the law of the Lord. I have watched people that talk in tongues and they don't have great peace. They are not living in the law of alignment. They're holding grudges. They don't mind talking about people in a negative way. The Bible said if you have ought against somebody, go to them in the spirit of meekness and fear. That's what's about to be a revival in this last day. When I tell you that the water is fixing to be cut off of carnality and that the flames of religion in Jesus Christ, a salvation in Jesus Christ, the revival that is about to happen is there is going to be a conglomeration of brothers and sisters. Uh, let's see. Brother Jeff, would you find... Somebody that uh, you might could pick up. And uh, don't let it be me, please. Hey, they found one. Oh, he's not, he's not wanting to. Uh, I know Brother Jimmy's not wanting you to. Oh, okay, Brother Brother Kevin, he's itching to be part of this thing. And uh, you, you can just put him on half of your shoulder if you need to. I don't want you to get a backache out of this. Oh, my goodness. 
Hang on, Brother Kevin. Oh, my goodness. Somebody sing that song here. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know who wrote the song, but I'm here to tell you that God don't count you heavy. I don't care how much history you've got. Go ahead and put it on his shoulder. I'm here to tell you it's going to be harder to go to hell than it is to heaven. His mercies endure to every generation. His love is reaching out for every human. His mercy and forgiveness is reaching to every human. I said his mercy and endurance is reaching out to every human. I'm here to tell you it's a whole lot easier to go to heaven than it is to go to hell. I'm telling you why. It's because uh, greater, greater, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm here to tell you the devil may try to mess with your mind, but God's going to fix your soul. I'm telling you the devil may try to cause you to feel feel weird, but I'm telling you God's going to give you perfect peace. I'm telling you God's going to give you the work of liberty. God's going to give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's what the revival's going to be about. And the Bible said the light shall cover the earth. I said the light shall cover the earth. I don't want to be a part of the de- the detrimental side. I want to be a part of the revival side. I'm here to tell you waters to swim in is not a joke. It's a Bible truth. But I do tell you that when Pastor, if he is telling the truth, and whatever he whispers in your ear, find somebody else to do it. you may have to tell one of the others because he okay go ahead now they're passing it down the whole row that's how the revival is going to start the fire starts right here and the fire reaches back here but you can't go from church and start talking about the world again everybody ought to be repeating what the pastor said everybody ought to be telling at least one line of what the pastor said or the preacher said or whatever ministry said or whatever happened at the house of God and we're going to put a fire through this whole county and we're going to put a fire across this neighborhood I'm here to tell you the revival is on its way we're not going to sit in church and take a fire home and put a bushel over the candle. We're not going to take the fire home and put it out with some carnal stuff. We're going to go home and meditate on the law of the Lord. We're going to meditate on the preaching of the word and we're going to tell somebody. Now, I want to tell you this. Before you even tell them, they know you're weird. So don't try to dress like them. Don't try to talk about the things they talk about. They already know you're weird. 
They don't talk in tongues. You talk in tongues. Most of you dress in a way that's becoming to your sex. It's just part of it. We are going to take the gospel to the world. He said, you are the light of the world. I am the light that lit you. I am the river that started you to run in power and in glory and turning things on. I'm here to tell you that you are a living light, a living epistle. Don't go on mute. Make it hard for them to go to hell. Tell them what Jesus drug you out of. Don't stop telling them. Have I told you how he came? Oh, just about 11 times. Well, this is the 12th time tell them because they don't mind telling you what the ball score was. They don't mind telling you how much they don't like Pentecostals. Hello? Why are we cowering down when we are the light of the world? We are the hope of our social system. We are the joy that is joy unspeakable and full of glory. We don't belong to the world. We belong to the heavens. We belong to the resurrection. We belong to the holiness of God. We belong to the righteousness of God. We belong to the victory of God. No devil ought to be able to outrun us. No devil ought to be able to whip us. No devil ought to have us laid out on Friday night or Saturday night and saying I just don't think I can go to church it's time to get up and let the world know hell is hot hell is forever and we are going to love you the chain of command works at every business and it works in heaven. The reason you get the Holy Ghost is not to be Pentecostal, but it's Christ in you. And God was in Christ. And when Christ gets in you, you become the living word. And so you may not look that cool. You may not be able to say everything Jesus said at, right, at one time. But all of a sudden, the chain of command. If you believe in a pastor, God sends a pastor to preach the word. If that pastor don't preach the word, find a pastor that will. I don't know how to make it any cleaner or more perfect. Because if that man don't preach the word, there's no hope for the faith. But when the word is preached, faith starts moving. And then you find somebody back there that's sitting on the back row. And if any of them look like they hadn't been listening, find them. <laughs> Even if they look like they have been listening. Tell them one thing you've gotten out of this message tonight. And I can tell you what's going to happen to him. He's going to find somebody over on the other side. And this isn't gossip. It's just go ye. 
Somebody said, go ye. Go ye into all the world. Go ye into all the world. We're not going to try to find somebody that's easy. We're going to go to the lepers. We're going to go to the people that are calloused and harsh. We're going to go to the people that are hurting. We are going to get out there. Pastor better preach the word, and the word better get out to some saint. Have you, can you, have you got anything out of this lesson? Go talk to some lady and tell her what you got out of it. That's right. And then she's going to get up and go tell somebody what she got out of it. And it's going to multiply. And I'll tell you what's about to happen. Somebody's going to tell somebody yesterday what, I mean tomorrow, what happened last yesterday or tonight. And they're going to go out there and they're going to say, hey, look, i got to tell you something. We're going to make it harder for them to go to hell. I said, we're going to make it harder for them to go to hell. Because when you start talking to what you got from the service, they're going to wonder about you. And then they're going to think about you. And then they're going to follow you. And they're going to come see if they can find some of the same stuff. And when they get some of the same stuff, they're going to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. They're going to be Stephen and getting baptized after the service. They're going to have Honda. I'm here to tell you there's a glory cloud hanging over this city right now. And we're going to penetrate it with prayer. We're going to penetrate it with love. We're going to penetrate it with worship. We are going to bring the heavens. Say that one more time. Can you get him to do that one more time? He'd already got his amen in. I believe in the Spirit of the Lord that's moving in this house right now. And I want you to talk to him right now about your plans for the rest of your life. I've got another third of a page, but I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus Christ is going to be sending angels where you can't get to. I promise you it was an angel of thought came to you. It wasn't just because of somebody. It was an angel that came to you and tried to wake you up and say, you really ought to go to church. You really ought to think about the, the word of God. You really ought to get out of the mess you're in. Those are angels that are working. In order to stay in line for hell, you have to fight. You have to fight the preacher. You have to fight the love of God. You have to forget, uh, fight the mercies of God. You have to fight the faith of God. You have to have the person. You have to fight Christmas. You have to fight the resurrection. You have to fight everything. If there's one person that's got peace, you got to fight it in order to go to hell. I'm here to tell somebody it's going to be a tough way to get to hell because God is reaching out across our land and that's why he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Nobody's going to hell unless they fight to go to hell. We're going to make it harder. We're going to love them just like Jesus loved us. Aren't you glad he got you off of the highway to hell? If you're happy tonight, why don't you stand and give him the praise for getting something going in your mind, in your heart that turns you away from sin and degradation. Come spend a couple of minutes at the altar. Sing with me how great. Maybe in your home.
God's affected you. The line is going to reach out past the county of Wednesday night. Oh, sing it in the Holy Ghost. Don't come through with some little petty statement. Dig it out of your heart. He don't like stuff that's just re-routine. He said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Thank God for Wednesday night when I found out it's going to be hard to go to hell. Because the love of God is reaching. The preaching of the word is reaching. The power of the authority of the word is reaching. How great is our God. Oh, yes. How great is our God. Nurture that desire to be Jesus. Water that desire with tears. And oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. It's a name above all names, worthy of all praise. My heart will see how great. before we leave this place tonight. 
to serve God and to serve you. You make it possible for me to get into the heavens because God loves you so much. He's willing to use somebody like me to give you the future you deserve.